0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, May 4th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, at YoA Jr., and joining me is Greg Miller. I forgot to think of a nickname today. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Happy oh, May the 4th. Uh, may the 4th be with you,
1: Greg. Uh, may the 4th be with you. You know, I, 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 Where is the small Watto game? That was what we all hoped the announcement would be today. If you're going to talk made, about Star Wars games, where is the small Watto game, John Drake? anthony carboni why aren't you doing work down there in la
0: do you think they're in the first stages of developing it do you think they just, it's just not ready yet to be shown to the world
1: i don't I, it's, it, there can be in the first stages because the first stages of course are pre-pro right where you're sitting there you're pitching mm-hmm. ideas you're making things me and carboni pitched this perfectly to john drake small water how small can he be find out in the game how big can he be find out in the game the fact that it's not greenlit and already a game is upsetting
0: upsetting wow how dare, how dare they? Uh, Greg, speaking of May the 4th, speaking of, speaking of Star Wars, I have a question here from Nanobiologist, who writes in a Patreon.com, so kind of funny games, just like you can, and says, Hey guys, today is May the 4th, so before y'all get started with the show, or wrap up, I don't know, I'm not your producer, uh, can y'all reflect on your greatest Star Wars game memories. Uh, did any specific game help you get, feel more attached to the universe? Any fond memories of playing a game with friends late into the night? I'll always love the Lego Star Wars games because, the, uh, because those are what made me become a fan when they first came out while I was 11. Thanks, and may the fourth be with you all, the nanobiologist. So we, didn't, we, we haven't gotten our, uh, our small Wado game, No, but there are Star Wars games that I'm sure both of us have played in the past sure. that, uh, that we've fallen in love with.
1: Sure. Um, I mean, for me, obviously, most recently was uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I talk about that coming around, I think at just the right time to make me really connect with Star Wars in a weird way that I hadn't before and really fall in love with it. You know, and it was timed around going to uh, Galaxy's Edge and making my lightsaber and then playing that game and then platinuming that game and being so into it. I know we have news about that today. I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, Beyond that, I think back to Lego Star Wars. Like I was, I remember that first Lego Star was dropping Nano and playing that like crazy in Columbia. And it was when I was working at the paper, I'd come back and play that and, you know, try to platinum it when there wasn't a platinum, obviously, and just try to get all the red bricks and try to find all the secrets and do all that different stuff um and i remember i'll always remember lego star wars because if you ever hear my story which is if you ever hear my cancer story i always talk about tim grant being this little boy who inspired me uh and i was covering him while he had cancer i remember um, my day off playing lego star wars and getting the phone call that he had passed away so sad memory but i'll always remember the game tied up in that uh and then as well as that uh knights of the old republic i think was the first star wars game for me a non-star wars fan that really uh spoke to me obviously like sitting there and playing that and building your own character and building your own lightsaber and building your relationship with people like Lee or whatever that was just such a special game and i really hope they make that again
0: Mm. yeah for me it's star wars battlefront like being that that's like the most vivid memory i have of star wars growing up uh i remember my my next door neighbor he was the one that had an xbox i had a playstation at ps2 um and i remember going over to his house and he had like a demo for battlefront one and you know i wasn't familiar with it at the time so we started playing and like the demo only had like one level that you could play over and over again but i remember being like every time we finished a match and i remember being like yo let's go again like this game is awesome this game is incredible <laughs> it was like the game star wars battlefront was really like the series that didn't introduce me to shooters or like multiplayer shooters because that would that would probably have been like um uh 007 on n64 but i think it really clicked with me in that way in terms of it being a multiplayer shooter like a first person even though it's like third person you can switch back and forth okay. um but in that like that type of shooter right like star wars battlefront was the one that kind of introduced me to that and then i ended up getting battlefront 2 for ps2 and that's a game that i i fell in love with um there was there was a mode in there that was like i can't remember the name of it but you can only play on what's like the what's the what's the the planet like the desert planet with like the city on it it was like the tatooine Was is that tatooine where it's like that's that's where like Obi Wan and, and and I think hey, Luke Luke's so
1: right, Kevin. You're listening, Kevin. This you're a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, yeah Kevin, you're yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Tatooine.
0: Yeah. on Tatooine, there was a mode that you can only play there that was like all heroes and villains. Like you can only play with like the oh, people. Oh, that like, mode the was force awesome. Music. It was just lightsabers. yeah, dude. every once in a while yeah, you'd it, get like the J- Jango fan and be like, this fucking sucks because everyone's yep, just jumping exactly. around going <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly, and that was actually one of like some of my first experience playing a game online also was playing uh, star Wars battlefront two in that level, like connecting my PS 2 to the, to the ethernet. So I could like access that. Um, And so that's like a very, that's very much like a a vivid memory for me in star Wars. And then also uh, I had another friend that had star Wars demolition on PS one. And I never really like got into, got into twisted metal uh, as a kid. Star Wars demolition was basically my twisted metal where it was like a game that was like, it's, it's, it was a star Wars vehicle combat game. And so, like, you can pick all these different Star Wars vehicles. And then also, for some reason, I'm pretty sure you could pick, like, Boba Fett or, like, somebody with a jet, jet pack. I'm sorry, uh, what was his name? Uh, What, 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 what did I say? Jabba said Fett? You said, said, Boba said Boba Fett. Boba. Boba Fett? What's his
1: name? Boba. Boba? Isn't, God, isn't you could probably it's tell me fucking stupid anime facts, but you can't get Boba Fett right, huh? That's where we're going to be. I'm not a
0: i'm I am, I am more of a star wars video game fan than i am a movie a for movie the fan. record i mean
1: i don't care they're already they're already killing you right now for not knowing tatooine but like <laughs> i want you to know that like you i'm not a star i up until recently i want to say i'm a star wars fan right where i really 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 dug it right i fucking knew how to say boba <laughs> All right i knew he'd come up in things before i'd heard about it just black out and <laughs> he says, when oh. i think
0: of boba i think of like boba tea you know i don't think of oh, sure delicious I feel like yeah, I feel like Boba Fett is more of like a menacing name than Boba Fett. Boba, Boba Fett, Fett sounds makes like me think...
1: your fucking neighbor Bob. He's gone crazy. Oh, that's my Boba neighbor Fett. He's over there doing mowing the grass right now. Boba Fett kid. makes
0: me think he's like posted up in the corner with the chat jetpack on drinking drinking out of like a plastic cup drinking some of that boba that boba tea today's stories include (laughs) include uh star wars because we're talking about that jedi fall in order uh update that's coming through we're talking about ea play getting a date and we're also talking about sony messing around with vr because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show and now it's time for some housekeeping before i actually get into housekeeping kevin i have a question for you which planet is most icy? because that's the one that i had in my head that's when i was the- like yeah, that's, talking that's about the same planet it's the same that is in Tatooine. that's like the the big port city okay so i when i was describing it in my head i was like i think it's called most icely most is is the city is the city what is the the name of the country or state i don't know but the planet oh do you think they have do you think they have states
1: in star wars yeah wasn't it just planets i feel like the planets it's just like planets well, and I mean, cities. I mean,
0: there. like this planet has states and countries. You know what I mean, guys? Sure, but
1: there they're all like the. United they're run, run by the huts. Lands. You think the huts you know don't I mean.
0: divide their spaces with countries? Come on.
1: That's territory. That's like that's like no man's land in Batman. Like, I don't no, think that's yeah, but movie. no man's land has like here's Joker'sville.
0: It's a circus. Joker'sville. You
1: know? Yeah, it's true. No, here's your freezer. Out. That's where the penguin lives.
0: I don't know enough enough about Batman to know whether or not these are facts, but these sound yeah. like
1: going to by territory there's territories
0: i mean Yeah so I'm any... saying, the are, they called, are they called are they called Jokerville and in, in Freezer <laughs> <laughs> No that's <laughs> not exactly that, no. that part was <laughs> uh, I uh, uh, that I'm going to go over that was like I'm going to go Got gotcha now it's time for some housekeeping the core stream that we've talked about in in, in the past a bunch uh, is finally happening remember uh how we were supposed to do a big reveal stream for the fine folks at core the game where you whip up your own multiplayer uh, video games publish them and play with the world well the pandemic got in our way but we're back on track uh thursday at 3 p.m pacific time join greg and andy and the developers of core as they make games and test them out with you that's right uh, go to go download core the core alpha right now uh, at coregames.com, and you can play whatever they create live on twitch.tv slash kind games so again download core at coregames.com. come watch and play with us thursday 3 p.m pacific time on twitch.tv slash kind games and then follow at core games on twitter for updates thank you to our patreon producers mohammed and blackjack today we're brought to you by manscaped but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the rope report Uh, starting with our number one happy star wars day jedi fallen order is getting a new update i'm pulling all the information that i'm about to read from ea.com long overdue long overdue overdue, everyone very long overdue they put out a, a big blog a big old blog over on EA.com. And I've tried to pare it down a bit, but there's so much detail and there's so much new stuff in here that I'm going to have to like sit here and, and, and read for a bit because there's a, there's a lot. It's jam-packed. So I'm starting at the beginning of the blog. Right? Uh, and the name of the blog is Star Wars, Should I Fall in Order? Free content update. Available now, we're releasing a free content update for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Within it, you'll find new cosmetics for Cal and BD-1, new modes for the, for those of you who become a Jedi, and some additional tweaks and fixes that should make things more enjo- enjoyable for all players. And they start off with meditation training. Meditation training is the biggest part of this update and is a new game mode hub that can be accessed from the from the meditation points found throughout the game. Further details in that below. Uh, in it you'll be able to face off against all enemies, including bosses, in two different modes, Combat Challenges and the the Battle Grid. Combat Challenges will pit Cal against waves of enemies across multiple planetary backdrops from from across the galaxy, including the Imperial Stronghold Fortress Inquisitorious. Um, Each unique location will feature its own unique challenges, too, allowing for tailor-made experiences that draw from each environment. Different challenges will have different numbers of waves, and each will have a three-star completion rating. What makes these challenges especially unique is that they've all been designed for veteran players. They're designed to be tackled when Cal is at his strongest and most experienced towards the end of the game. So be wary if you decide to take on the challenges early in a playthrough. The abilities Cal knows uh, at the time of entering his meditation will be the ones you take into a challenge. There are 12 challenges in total, and each challenge has three stars. Unlocking 12 stars in total, regardless of how many you get per challenge, will give you three BD1 appearances. So you get one star if you complete the challenge, two stars if you complete the challenge without healing, and then three stars if you complete the challenge without taking damage. The second mode in Meditation Training is called Battle Grid. This mode is a sandbox mode for players to create their own encounters. In it, players will be able to select a location, the size of the encounter they, they want to face, tinker with various difficulty modifiers, and set the, set the overall combat difficulty to one of the four difficulty levels. There's a lot of room for creativity within its mode, and you'll be, you'll also be able to save your grid creations to play later. As an added bonus, this mode will also feature unique enemies Cal saw during the dark visions of his past and future. His fallen master, uh, Jaro Tapal, Jaro Tapel, Tapel.
1: Just call him Jaro and move on.
0: Tapel Jaro, you know, as you well know, <laughs> as well as the dark side version of himself, Inquisitor Cal Kestis. Uh, They then go on to talk about New Journey Plus, which is basically New Game Plus, um, which they say, a common request we got was for a way to replay the game while carrying some things over. The core experience of Star Wars Shadow Fallen Order revolves around Cal's growth and learning and relearning his abilities as he restores his connection to the Force and overcomes his traumas. For this mode, we think we've found a good balance between what to carry over while still allowing Cal to discover abilities on his journey. With this update also comes the new Journey Plus mode. This new feature gives those of you who've beaten the game, uh, the game a menu option to, to start from the beginning, gaining access to meditation training game modes exclusively, ab- exclusively available in New Journey Plus. You'll also keep all of their collectibles from a previous playthrough while abilities will have, have to be relearned. This includes lightsaber parts, kyber crystal colors and other aesthetic items and yes that means you get to to keep every poncho any chest you, you've opened uh in your previous playthrough will stay empty meaning you won't need to check every chest or open empty ones by accident any chest you haven't opened though will remain in place for you and your best droid buddy to find mm-hmm. uh, and then they go on to talk about accessibility and uh and bug fixes and tweaks which I've uh, I pulled the too long didn't read version, which go like this, right? For accessibility, uh, they've added button mashing, uh, quick to- quick time events can now be skipped. Uh, needing to hold the climb button can now be disabled. Holding a button to confirm slash interact with something can be changed to a button press. And then text uh, text size scaling options have now uh, been added. And then for bug fix fixes and tweaks, um, improved transitions between parry and block animations. The bog rats on bog bogano were sometimes floating they should now be more grounded uh improved the transitions into and out of jumping and double jumping uh fixed the issue where cal could get stuck in an endless falling loop during air attacks uh let's see here they fixed the issue that would prevent cal from progressing his journey when a bounty hunter would show up and then lastly uh, they improved all responsiveness of gameplay and the reliability of actions
1: based on player feedback
0: greg there's a whole lot there but how are you feeling about all of it
1: I'll tell you what I feel. I feel it's a missed opportunity. Where are the new trophies and achievements? That's the question, Bless. All right, this is an update out today, so there's still a chance they could get pushed through, but nothing showing on phase. nothing showing on PSN profiles on the full list. Other than that, brilliant. Great. It's too... I feel like it's almost too late in a lot of ways, but then again, we are in a pandemic where you have all this free time and we're all playing older stuff again and going through it. I feel like if New Game Plus would have been there when I was playing through the game originally, I would have been right back into it. Now it's exciting, but I don't necessarily feel feel the pull to come back to it that way. I'd be more stoked for DLC. However, the fact that they are supporting it makes me so hopeful that they are pl- hopefully doing something down the line, right? Uh maybe something uh, uh story two is coming up in a second. Maybe something around when you normally do E3, you can talk about an episodic structure, just a new mission for Cal, some new planet to go out and fuck up real good. Um it's good. It's all great. Yeah, I what I like a lot about this is it's all stuff that was needed in the game, right? I think New Game Plus will help it have more legs. The meditation med- uh, meditation training stuff is cool. You know, the whole build your own challenges and shit like that's never been my my gag, but I understand a lot of people do like it. I do like that there is this a uh, rating or uh, reward system based on how you do it with BD One. Like, there's a lot of things there for you to go into brag with, and also get really really good with your lights there if you weren't. But then even beyond that, right? accessibility uh the text size being a big deal i know for a lot of people we're coming in there being able to skip the button mashing and obviously accessibility is such a uh you know we talked about it recently on a whole bunch of different shows but when we had steven on uh, we have cool friends talking to him about the amount of things people don't think are accessibility options but really like or don't the amount of things in a game that people don't think make a game inaccessible to people really do right like being able to tap a button furiously or whatever being able to read the text and subtitles if you're not in a camp that has those being barriers to entry you don't think about it and you move on so those additions are super great to have there in general it's just cool to have some star wars uh jedi fallen order content again it's cool to have an announcement it's cool that it's immediately available which i'm always such a fan of you know what i mean especially on may the 4th that they're able to come out there i you know i i honestly hadn't even thought about it i was looking at twitter this morning and nick verge over at pop agenda i saw him on twitter saying like he would kill if there was an announcement for new content like a new new episode or something for Mm -hmm. uh fallen order and i hadn't even thought about that this you know today's holiday being something that we could actually get something out of that game and then for what a couple hours later to actually have this drop have it be new game plus have it be uh that awesome inquisitor outfit have it be that you can go through with the red lightsabers like i don't think even it's you know uh this is my game of the year last year uh still a beloved game for me it's not content for me right now that's making me think oh i gotta download this and get back in if they put in a trophy for a new game plus thing i probably would think about it eventually, but it's awesome for people who want more content who want to exist in this game world longer. Maybe aren't like me that didn't platinum it and didn't go through and get every chest. So, you know, like the ability to go through and pick up the chest you missed before is a cool idea. But like if I've already platinumed it, so I just have, that means every chest is just going to be empty for me. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. Well, not, not a real, you know, need for me to go back and play that, but it's awesome. see them supporting it. I love that game. I hope it gets in more people's hands.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think all this sounds awesome, right? I'm I'm with you that the uh the meditation training stuff, you know, sounds really cool. The in in theory, like the com the the combat grid stuff, like being able to to uh, or the battle grid stuff, being able to create like your own battle scenarios, sounds super cool. I will probably never never actually use it, right. uh, despite how cool it it, it looks. Uh, to do
1: um i think you know especially in a show like ours where we're doing this general here's how the industry is overlooking here the biggest news right i think that's stuff that for most of our audience like oh whatever but then you have to as somebody who still follows like the fallen order subreddit right like there is such a community that is just dying for any kind of content for this game and so to give them something to go in and challenge each other on give them a reason to turn it on that's all awesome
0: yeah new journey plus i think is probably like the biggest you know thing that's that that i mean new game plus an 80 game is, is very much welcomed um but i'm kind of with you that this is too late like i i know when jedi fallen order came out in november it kind of felt like it needed a bit more time in the oven right because it came out and it was yeah. it was pretty buggy, it, it was buggy. like like it, it was definitely complete but you know it, it felt like it needed it needed some time to really like polish out uh those rough edges And for me, like, I I imagine that, you know, maybe given more time in the oven, this update would have came a little bit more quicker um, off the heels of Jedi Fallen Order. And so, like, I'm with you that right now, this dropping doesn't necessarily make me want to pick the game back up. Or let me rephrase that because it it makes me want to pick the game back up. But I I don't think in reality, like, I'm going to be compelled to because there's other games I've already, like, I don't feel like relearning how to play Jedi Fallen Order because I beat that game like a week. You know, it's, it's one of those things where... And
1: that's also the thing about it, where New Game Plus is such a great addition, is that you would start from the beginning, right? It would be reteaching you. It wouldn't be like, oh, you're an expert, go ahead. It wouldn't be doing like what True. I talk about all the time with the, the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC. Where it's like, oh, sure, yeah, the game pays no pays you no mind that you haven't picked it up in six months or whatever it was. Just drops you into this thing, I'm getting eaten by thunder jaws. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, this would be an easier way to transition back into it. And again, yeah, looking over at the subreddit right now for Fallen Order, everybody's like, celebrating they're so happy right i mean yeah uh, on the trailer here for the news the first uh comment is so it's basically everything we wanted added to the game new game plus with cosmetics arena combat challenge mode and inquisitor cal outfit question mark somebody responds they're basically they basically said here you go now shut up and let us develop the sequel to which somebody responds Mm -hmm. consider me silenced like that's what you want out of these kind of announcements. Not that you you're missing this, you nickel and dime us for that, blah, blah blah. Like this is them paying it forward to their audience that has stuck with them this long and has been this into this game.
0: Yeah. So yeah, good for everybody who even like is still still might be playing the game. I um, yeah, so really pray one more time for trophies.
1: Just pay for pray for new trophies.
0: Do you think we'll get that uh, like a DLC, like a new story? You know, because I imagine that's like what they would hold the trophies for, if anything.
1: Yeah, but you can put trophies in multiple things, Bless. All right, let's not just i mean, let's not pigeonhole ourselves on what trophies can go. Um, I hope so, especially, you know, we were talking on what games cast recently uh, about the idea that we don't know what EA's got, right? Like that right now they are kind of, you know, the annualized stuff if they're still doing the annual sports games in a time when there are no sports. I feel like that's an easy win because you figure whatever they're going to call it, Star Wars Jedi Blank 2 even if it is Fallen Order 2. It's still so many years out, right? Like, if you wanted something to pop, it would be easy to do that and not, not, not use it as a patchwork, right, but give something on the way there. That would be exciting. I think people love that game enough, and I think if you could time it out to release in the holiday window, then you could, of course repackage it right as game of the year edition with all this stuff included on the disc with this included probably some new ponchos some exclusive stuff there that could help you as ea at the end of the year do it um although it's backwards compatible i guess you could put out the version of that is xbox series x and playstation 5 bells and whistles and 4k and everything up right that would be the game of the year edition that it maybe is exclusive to them so we don't have to get into smart delivery again and uh could come through and run that way with the dlc included or you just put out the dlc then and have people be stoked about it but i i think it's a 50 50 where it is either yes we've been working on this patch and these updates and new game plus and all that jazz plus we've also been working on this thing we're excited to show it to you and release it this fall or no, we're already so far we're in we're rushing, not rushing, we're working really hard on number two. We're working on the sequel here. And so we haven't had time to think about it. Cause it is for as much as I love Fallen Order, like and I granted I'm not a writer for a reason and I don't I just talk about other people's stuff and say if I like it or don't like it. Uh the game is really well done as a story. Like how you'd insert yeah. DLC into that and not have it be the problem of it's a new planet and you go to it. And you're like, Oh, this planet kind of sucks. Like it's, it, it, it has a quarter of the content of the other planets. Right. Or, okay. It's not a new planet. It's a new side mission you could have done here. And it's like, okay, am I doubling back? And how does this fit into the story otherwise? And does it feel bloated if you're playing it the other way? To, if I've already beat, if I'm at the end and I have all my abilities, does it feel too easy? Like it's a science, right? It's like baking over there. You need to have the exact measurements in terms of this to make this amazing cake at the end. Instead of so going go in there and throw it all off, that's always a downside that you could have. But if it's just a standalone and they're very clear, we're giving you a two-hour-long story. It's you know happening independent of this. It's its own menu option. You go and do it, great. But again, does it feel like I'm getting something because you wanted just to give me something? Was this always the plan? Is this because it did well, you rushed this out and it doesn't play? It's so many different things. I still hope they do because I do want another reason to go back. And I know they've just given me some today, but I want a story reason to go back. I want to go back and even then, if they were to do that and I knew I was going to have another two hours of it, I probably would go and do a New Game Plus playthrough just to get my uh, Cal Inquisitor outfit and Red Sabres and be able to rush out and kill everything that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, part of me thinks that a, a left-behind-ish, you know, sort of deal where it is, like, some kind of side story that they release uh, maybe later in the year and then bundle it up uh, for next-gen as, like, one one package. Yeah. You know, it could be a slam dunk. But at, at the same time, right, we we're talking about Respawn uh, yeah. and, like, Respawn has just a lot of projects that right. that that they like to juggle, right? They got Apex Legends that they're working on, and that, and that is kind of their game for that. This is uh, working on the studio now, yeah. Like, and that that's their game that, that that they return to and 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 make that that um everlasting content for, yeah. yeah right, yeah. That, that content that that you, that you kind of you know add as add as you're making the game go. I wonder if that for them is that, and then Jedi Fallen Order is something where they're like, all right, this is one and done. We're moving on to number two because number two has to be out in like two to three years um
1: i'm talking about auto- of turn of course and don't understand fully but the less the left behind comparison right like i feel like with as many hoops as you have to jump through i imagine to make a star wars disney ea game that yeah you wouldn't those battles you'd be fighting you'd be fighting for the sequel and not fighting for a yeah. two hour long piece of content especially because as much as cal story is narrative based it is also environmental based right so it's a different thing of how do you, what's the beginning, middle and end of that story in those cut scenes you're dropping in there? And what, you know what I mean? Like even like in Fallen Order where we were going through and unlocking BD's memories and getting his old master talking to him, right? Like while not maybe the thing you think back about the, being the anchor point of the story, it was core to what was happening. So how do you do a side mission, a side quest uh, and not have it feel like it's just, I, it, right now I, I honestly feel like they've done so well I think this uh, this uh, new game plus package here takes care of so many things people wanted from it that it almost is as much as I want more of that game, I think they should just walk away. Cause I think it's great how it is now. It's it's in it's as good as it can be right now. If you I feel like you actually do more damage by doing this and then every the IGN review is like, Oh, it's a seven, it was forty five minutes of content and I went through it pretty easily and blah blah blah. And like the enemy's AI wasn't as good as I wanted to be. I just blew people off ledges or whatever.
0: Yeah. Greg, keeping on this EA train, story number two, EA Play is happening June 11th. I'm holding this from Joe Scribbles at IGN, who writes, EA has announced that it will broadcast a digital-only version of its yearly EA Play showcase on June 11th. Uh, beginning at 4 p.m. Pacific time, EA says the show will showcase, quote, games through a live broadcast, community content, and more, end quote. The company hasn't specified any games coming in the showcase, but we can li- likely expect first looks at its annual sports franchises such as Madden and FIFA, and we may get a glimpse at the next-gen Battlefield game coming in 2021. Uh, there's also the small matter of Project Project Maverick, the mystery Star Wars game that seemingly leaked in March that I totally forgot about. Yeah, me too. Um, EA, pl- EA plays just one of the events in the IGN Summer of Gaming calendar, which will include broadcast announcements and news from the likes of CD Projekt Red, Sega, Square Enix, and many more. Greg. Yeah. EA play is happening. That's right. What do we expect from it at this point?
1: Well, I'm pissed. That's what I expect. I'm already pissed. Because I really? was hoping there wouldn't be an EA play this year and I would get to say that I killed EA play by hosting it last year. But oh, here it is. Fair. Fucking back again. So blah. Um, I don't know, right? This is interesting i'm glad to see people are starting to show their cards bless obviously you know jeff keely with his uh, giant announcement last week uh, to end the week in terms of how he's working with this in phase one of the Keighley verse or whatever uh, on top yeah. of ign doing summer of gaming right on top of GameSpot doing a bunch of different stuff i want to
0: actually want to talk about that because uh, during uh, on jeff keely's twitter right where, when he yep. was tweeting out the summer game fest stuff one of his tweets was like the phase one tweet that had all the logos from the different companies that oh. were involved EA is one of those companies, right? EA has their logo in that Phase 1 tweet. EA is also participating in IGN's uh, Summer of Gaming, you know, as is as mentioned in this IGN article. What do you yeah. think is, like, what, happening there in terms of how those things get arranged? And, and See, here's like, my
1: thing, is that you say EA is also participating in this IGN thing. It's not even that. EA Play is participating in this. EA Play is just one of the events in the IGN's Summer of Gaming calendar, including broadcast announcements, blah, blah. blah. So I feel like Summer of Gaming for IGN, and let's leave Jeff's thing out of it for one second. Mm -hmm. Summer of Gaming for IGN is just their, I guess, giant paintbrush encompassing everything that's going to happen during the summer that will kind of make up E3. Since E3 is no longer going to be this condensed crammed together, here's this one week of content and it's spread out. I would imagine that they're going to include everything in here. I bet like, when we do hear about the playstation 5 reveal event when we do hear about the ubisoft press conference and what that's actual times or you know what i mean showcase time is going to be i think that's all going to be ro- roped into ig and summer of gaming in a very specific way of the way IGN did e3 where it was just them and the same way we're going to be live reacting to ea play the same way we'll mm-hmm. be live reacting to ubisoft it it'll be like that on IGN's side with pre and post show and all that jazz just the same way we would do it and a million other people are going to do it what up easy allies um I feel like that gives us more clarity on what IGN Summer of Gaming is. Because when they announced it, it was this idea of like, wait, are you doing a, it's going to be five days, you know, 8 a.m. to 9 9 p.m. of us interviewing people and doing streams and what. And I think there's definitely going to be days of that where they have developers come by and show stuff. I bet from EA Play, like once stuff's announced, they're going to have, if you want to see more of uh, Project Maverick, you know, they're coming by on Thursday at this time to do this. And it'll be more of a tempered thing like that. So this is an interesting one of giving us a glimpse of how IGN's framing their content. Then to go over to uh, Summer Game Fest, right? You talked about it yourself. I have it all the way over here on this far side of this wide monitor. Let me bring it closer. Uh, That EA is here on Phase 1's lineup alongside 2K, Activision, Bandai, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red. That one's too small. EA, PlayStation, Private Division, Riot Games, Square Enix, Steam, WB, and Xbox. Again, this is May through August. It seems almost like Keeley's deal is a broad stroke like IGN's deal. And so on twitch.tv slash summer game fest which i assume is a thing are they going to be just co- co-streaming ea play as well and doing a pre and post show to that you know what i mean that's, gonna be-
0: yeah that's like the big thing i'm curious about because i imagine from from the side of ign and Gamespot, right like i understand that as it's gonna be coverage right like they have they i ign is a site for coverage of video games same for Gamespot, right like you imagine that there will be developer interviews um in all these things right live reactions all these things that that Will play into IGN Summer of Gaming and Gamespot's Play. I can't remember what exactly what it's called thing. Um But for Summer Game Fest, right? Like the way Jeff Keighley kind of pitched it on Friday was as what like, was a, like a, Lucy, a gaming calendar.
1: What's what's the Gamespot thing called? Gamespot Play Play for All. Gamespot Play for Play all. for All
0: thing. Like, I always want to say
1: Play at Home, and I'm like, that's not oh, what it is. Now uh, Lucy's coming to give us the pitch. Hold on. Oh
3: yeah, this it, is it asks, it asks, James asks Lucy James from how she feels about you see Jeff her
1: on uh, We Have Cool Friends uh, Thursday.
3: Yeah. yeah. Wait, what do you want to know?
1: Uh Lucy, how's it going, first of all?
3: Hi blessing. How are you doing? Don't play Overwatch. Doing God,
0: oh yeah, well I'm done playing Overwatch. Uh so uh, we're talking about Julie's Summer of or no Summer Game Fest and IGN Summer of Gaming and GameSpot's play. What's it called again? Oh. <laughs> play well, for uh, all.
3: Ours is basically encompassing all of the like the normal E3 coverage. So we'll be doing the pre and post show for press conferences. We'll be doing like interviews with developers, um, hands on new gameplay, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, we're raising money for COVID relief. So we're gonna have the way our schedule's sort of looking is that we'll be doing charity streams every day, Monday to Friday, with industry guests, developers, streamers, YouTubers, friends. I'm kind of helping out with that stuff. So I mean, I've already asked Greg. Greg's going to take part. And that that whole part is raising money for charity. So it's a mm-hmm. way that we get to, like, explore how much we love games and, you know, show gaming as a force for good. So gotcha. So new games and raising money for charity.
0: It's mainly what is taking the place of, like, E3 coverage for GameSpot, as I understand it.
3: For at least six weeks.
0: <laughs> awesome. It's six weeks long.
3: Well, for, like, because... We're just putting it out there, like, because it looks like the summer is going to be. We don't know how long. The summer yeah. Of, like, we don't know when all the events are going to be. We don't know if people are going to stick it to June. And then you're pretty much going straight into Gamescom in August. Right. So for now, we're looking at like six ish weeks.
0: Gotcha. Sweet. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lucy.
3: See What's Greg like- doing back
0: there? Did he just yeah, like go think- and make, a, make himself a sandwich? Yeah, yeah, oh, he's yeah, making yeah. himself a coffee.
3: Thank you. Oh, I have to keep it going.
0: All right, well, let's talk about uh, EA. Are you, oh, yeah. you uh, Did you see the EA play announcement this morning?
3: So I saw the announcement, and that's coming when? June 11th?
0: June 11th, yes.
3: Yeah. Um, and all the cool announcements, like Vader coming to PS4 and new stuff for Jedi Fallen Order. That's cool. Give yeah. me some Mass Effect, though. Oh, no. How are you,
0: how you celebrating that, uh, that Star Wars day?
3: I'm going to finish Final Fantasy VII.
0: All right, perfect.
3: And play Overwatch of you, maybe. Sounds good. All right, see you in a bit, mate. Let's
1: get it. Bye. See ya. Thank you. All right, now I have Jeff Keeley in my bathroom to come out and explain what it is. <laughs> oh, design. wow. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, it seems like the Summer uh, summer Game Fest is more so like a like a Google Calendar sort of thing, which I wonder... Can you,
1: can you I, figure, like, I feel like Summer Game Fest is going to be the manifestation of what he did at the Coliseum, where it will be, I'm sure on their channel, they'll host or whatever. You know how this is, E3, like, oh, we're EA, or Ubisoft or PlayStation. If you're a major Twitch streaming site or you're a major site and Jeff falls in that category, he'll do his own pre and post show for it. He'll do his own stream for it. And then afterwards, yeah, he'll have pre-canned interviews with developers, pre-canned demos and stuff like that, right? It's just, it's a weird mix of what are the hours, right? You knew what the hours of E3 are. What are the hours of IGN GameSpot, now uh, Summer Game Fest, you know?
0: Yeah. So, interesting. I guess that makes sense i guess that makes sense uh greg makes sense (laughs) uh greg are you ready for story number three
1: i'm i'm born ready for story number three
0: let's get into story number three because this one is interesting sony's vr team is researching a new valve index style controller i'm pulling this from matt perslow at ign who writes sony has published a new research paper discussing the development of a new controller that detects individual finger movements a video uploaded alongside it demonstrates it being used for uh, used with a VR headset, suggesting that Sony is working on a new Valve Index-like controller for a potential PSVR2 hardware. The paper, written by Sony Interactive Entertainment's R&D engineers, uh, Kazuyuki Arimatsu and Hideki Mori, uh, deals with the evolution of machine learning techniques in regards to hand pose estimation. Essentially, it discusses how machine learning in combination with a proximity sensor-equipped controller can estimate the position of fingers and then replicate that within a virtual environment. This follows on from a patent published earlier this year showing a controller equipped with finger-sensing technology. Uh, the video demonstrates the controllers which here look very much like prototypes or at at least non-consumer devices and the virtual representation of hands when di- when different movements are made uh, the controller's proximity sensors are able to detect when each finger is touching or lifted away from the device and software is able to fill in the blanks and animate gestures uh, for, al- allowing for motions such as rotating your thumb uh, no external cameras are used to observe the user's hands which is a solution used by oculus for, for the quest. Uh, headsets controller free interface the paper does not specifically mention ps5 or psvr2 and sony has sony has made no suggestion uh, that the ps5 will launch with a new vr headset however this research uh, into machine learning and new controllers suggests that sony is looking into advancing its vr technology perhaps this will evolve into psvr2 but it seems sensible to not expect anything soon greg did you did you see the video of this
1: i was looking through it while you were talking
0: because it looks cool, right? It it's works similar, down. similarly to how you know the, the Valve, Valve headset index. like has finger finger tracking. Have, this you, basically have you used Valve Index? I'm not. No.
1: I that was very impressive when I when I did the review for Half Life Alex. Uh, I because I of course knew that from reading it, but obviously I read that forever ago about the hand tracking. And I had never done a demo of it or finger tracking, and so when I put it on and immediately started, I left, I went up like this, and I was like, "Oh man the hand, the the fingers are broken." Cause they were all like this. And then I moved mine and they moved. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, right. Fuck. <laughs> and it was like a long time of this, that, and the other moving them around and like being in this game world and not having to press a button, you know what I mean? To reach for something and grab it and actually grab it in the game. Like that's what I talk about in the review with Danny, where in the beginning they start teaching all these different things. And it's, It's awkward. You're learning, you're learning, you know, as I've always talked about, you know, you have to get VR legs and and then, you know, the more you play VR, the better it feels and the more natural it feels. And then to have this new layer of it where I was grasping at stuff and not, there's not, since I'm just grabbing, there's doesn't have to be that tactile motion of hitting a button to grab. So you have to get used to where the pressure sensitivity was and how, not awkward that was, but how that obviously took time to, you know, go from walking to running and then jump to the end of that game where it was that I'm using the telekinesis to grab resin, catch it midair, drop it in here, eject out magazines, pull magazines back, slam them in, lock one in the chamber, all with your fingers. I was like, this is fucking
0: dope. Mm-hmm. So do you think this then means anything for PSVR to you? Because we've talked about it on shows, right? Yeah. That the future for PSVR seems interesting in a way where PSVR comes out for PS4. And it does well, like all things considered, Uh, like I think there are shortages towards the beginning, but like all things considered, right, for what you'd expect from that hardware, like it's doing fine, especially within the realm of VR and how VR sells, like PSVR has been at least relatively successful. It has been a but, success
1: for PlayStation. They've said that, that yes. it's been successful for them. I mean, you know. But when you look at successful.
0: the lar- larger scope of it, it's like, all right, like, what does what does the future of PSVR hold? Especially yeah. like as the world is changing, especially as like PS Five is gearing up, and Sony is probably Sony has probably a bigger vision for the future than than what might include PSVR. Um, we've been, at least you you for the most part, I'll say, has been have been skeptical about what the future of PSVR is. Yep. Does this do anything for that?
1: No, because it's in the same wheelhouse of everything I've been saying. If you've missed the, you know, Gamescast predictions, what do we think for next-gen kind of thing, one of the ones I made is a prediction, and I said it broke my heart because it did. I love PlayStation VR. I love my Quest. Just use it today again for Supernatural VR. Um, I I can see there not being a PlayStation VR, two, And what we've been talking, I think we talked about it on the most recent Gamescast where it was, you know, updating our predictions in the world of the pandemic or whatever, where I still think that that, the, you know, everything that's happening right now still backs up what I thought about PlayStation VR, too, and the fact that it might not happen is the the idea that Sony, internally, Dr. Richard Marks is always, who is, you know, the number one R&D guy out there doing all the stuff with PlayStation Move and PlayStation VR and all this different stuff, they have the best intentions of making a PlayStation VR 2. I think PlayStation VR 2 is very much uh, happening right now in terms of it's being worked on, it's being prototyped, it's being developed. These controllers probably are a part of that in terms of Can you get the price point down? Does this make sense? Can we make it work? Uh, You know, back to, you know, the dual sense, right? That controller where rather than have the light bar in the back, the light bar is on the top coming around, which is then, uh, you know, talked about the array of cameras in the headset for PlayStation VR 2, similar to Oculus Quest. So rather than the camera filming you, you're filming down. And so you'd be looking down at the controller, seeing it from a different angle. It would be the same thing here of having these things and, you know, trying to, there's been this argument, as I've said, after using oculus quest and really seeing oculus quest be that next step the you know that next lightning bolt come bolt come to jesus moment for vr and the ease and accessibility of it you know what i mean i am still impressed every morning when i put it on for supernatural that i pop it on i turn it on i can still see the room until i confirm my guardian boundaries and then then i'm into the vr world and it's just two controllers and it's just a headset that's it no you know the the speakers are in the, the sound bar that are on my head i don't need headphones like i'm still in the room with jen and porty when porty gets out of his bed and starts clacking around with his nails i know not to step on them. like i still think that that is the crazy oh my god i can't believe this is happening vr stuff whereas playstation vr currently is still the tethered experience you turn your body a certain way can't see the playstation move wand anymore like i've been shocked by how fast the playstation vr has felt out of date and so to look to a psvr 2 and what they would need to do there the argument always comes down when i start talking about this i want it to be wireless people tell me it can't be wireless because it wouldn't have the it wouldn't have the uh you know hd specs and all the jazz you would expect to have if it's not being able to pull from the this and how do you do that and so it's even even if it is just one wire now it's got to be the lightest wire possible and so if you mm-hmm. get the cameras in there if you get the handles in here and do all these different things this is getting off track from your question i apologize I think that for PlayStation VR 2 to really happen the way it needs to happen, it would be such an investment. It would be such a commitment from PlayStation that I think they're going to have cold feet by the time they get there. I think by the time you get to where you have to make, do a make or break decision on are we publishing a PlayStation VR 2, you look around at the landscape and it's going to be, all right, cool. How has the PlayStation 5 sold? how has demand been? What have we seen in PlayStation VR, uh, uh, titles and selling so far? And, you know, we've talked about it before on PS. I love you about Iron Man VR. All right, cool. That, you know, was going to be a PlayStation VR seller, but now that it's been delayed, delayed indefinitely still while of course, uh, last of us is no longer delayed indefinitely. Uh, if it, pushes further back because now you want to keep it out of last of us way you figure you want to keep it you want to keep it out of the way of ghost of tsushima the further back it gets the closer it gets to playstation 5 closer it gets to playstation 5 the fewer systems that sells because it does become Do I want? I'm going to buy a big old PlayStation 5 here in a couple months. Do I want to spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars right now on PlayStation VR on a game? Well, it's backwards compatible. Yeah, but am I really going to use it? I need to. What if I want to buy more launch games? What if I want to buy more controllers? I'll wait till PlayStation 5. I think that that gets in, becomes a stumbling block to more PlayStation VR selling. I think the fact that more PlayStation VRs aren't selling becomes a chilling effect on sony thinking if they really want to make a playstation vr 2 then how is the playstation 5 selling coming out of this pandemic and do people have the disposable income are people still are out is unemployment still crazy in the united states like there's so many things wrapped up in this that i think you're going to get to 2021 which would have been the year to at least in terms of development and what you're doing with it pedal to the metal on playstation vr but if there isn't this need, if there isn't this desire, are you doing it? Let alone the fact of who's making these games. Like PlayStation, hmm. obviously with this partnership with Marvel Games and Camouflage is great, is f- fucking phenomenal for Iron Man VR, and I can't wait to play that. I really loved it from the demo I played. But right now, and everybody, and you're wrong. Correct me if if you have a lot more. What are the other ones that Sony's really bullish and behind? Right, and I'm not saying that that means they're gone and they're not supporting it at all, but. You know when I did that a uh, Gamescom thing last year, and it was Iron Man VR, and it was No Man's Sky, and it was uh hot sh- or Everybody's Golf, and it was you know uh, what it was another one. There was a couple other ones there. There was like oh hey, here's a bunch of stuff here, but it wasn't coming from their first parties really, right? I guess Japan Studio, um, and so here we are, you know, almost a year later, where you would need another dip on that. But if you're not gonna, it's it's such a chicken and the egg thing of like if there aren't more g- cool games for it, are more people gonna buy it? And if, But if are we going to make more games for it if people aren't buying it? And so, you know, they've come out and said PlayStation VR is ba- – or PlayStation 5 is backwards compatible with PlayStation VR. You can use it there. But I don't know what their barrier of success is, what their a, a barometer for success is, I should say. I apologize. To making a PlayStation VR 2. And I mean really committing to it. I, I bet Portillo on it right now that they are working on a PlayStation VR 2 internally. They are bullish about it. They are coming up with ideas. But – do people believe in it enough to risk it? Are we in a much different place with VR than we were when PlayStation VR originally came out when it was the cheapest on the market and it gave you a great experience. And there was you know, a Batman game and there was a star Wars game and there was cool things to do with it. Like when everybody was kind of bullish about VR, right? Where it did seem like, you remember this when people were buying up these companies and being like VR is the next big thing. And then it wasn't. And people really backed off it kind of quick. And Oculus is still, there's still a lot of great developers doing great things with it, but, are there enough that PlayStation really wants to commit to taking that on probably the lost line or whatever of their spreadsheet? I don't think yeah. so. This is so th- on a soapbox.
0: What do you, coming back to the original story then, what do you think this uh, research is for? Do you think this is like them, them gearing up for PSVR too, or yes. do you think this is just them messing
1: around? I think it's, I think it's the normal thing where I think PlayStation patents, all sorts of stuff and researches all sorts of stuff. And again, does this stuff because they've been, assigned i guess but like that it is a company initiative where it is let's figure this out let's do this this is really cool can we do this how would this work how would that go and you go out and you make this stuff and you do this stuff with hopes that it's going to make it one day to underneath the christmas tree for everybody else but knowing that that isn't necessarily how the business works
0: Hmm. craig we have breaking news are you ready for it yeah the last of this part two has gone gold. Uh, Neil Druckmann came out on Twitter, put out a heartfelt video as I'm looking at here. In fact, Kevin, are you able to play videos with sound? I know that's usually a thing we have to prep before I, the show. Yeah, I mean, I I
1: can do it. I just have to move stuff around. So if you give me a second, you know, fill Everybody, time. he's moving stuff around. He's Kevin. He's big Kev dog. Uh, Lose, I'm also, give stuff on. one second. Zero force. Yeah. Okay.
0: You yeah, the it looks link like there. it's on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the link is the link in on there? the doc. It's the, it's the link on the dock. Does that you if you go. To if yeah, it's a, it's, a push, it's a push square link, and then in the link there's another there's yeah. basically an embedded video Should've from Squarespace. that link in there, you know what I mean? Uh, I know, grab it. I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. Give me a second. Deal thing, deal thing. Oh, um, as you're doing your thing, I'm going to pull this. I'm pulling the story from Push Square from uh, Stephen Taliby, who writes, uh, "Development on the last' Part Two is complete." The sequel to one of PlayStation's most highly regarded games has gone gold ahead of its 19th of June release date. Neil Druckmann, director of the upcoming Survival Action title, confirmed as much in a video message shared on the developer's Instagram page. Um, It has the quote message here, but I think we're just going to watch it if we're able to. You got it ready, Kevin? We're all set. You want me to hit play? Yeah.
1: Press that play button.
2: Hit it. Yeah. Hey, guys. As uh, I'm sure you've heard by now, The Last of Us Part 2 has a release date of June 19th, 2020. But uh, that's not what this video is about. We wanted to let you know that we have gone gold. So back in April, we told you that, you know, due to the state of the world, logistics, way beyond our control. We had to push the game, which gave us a few extra weeks to polish. And now that we have a release date, we've submitted our gold master, so that means Discs are starting to get pressed, and the executable is being put on the PlayStation network. And you're gonna have our game in just a few short weeks. And normally this would be a moment of celebration, you know, we'd be at the office, having a drink, eating cake, Um, but we're all stuck in our homes. And I just wanna take this moment to congratulate the team that has pulled off the most ambitious game we've ever made. And I know I've said this before, but you won't know to what degree until you get your hands on it and just see the care, the care that has gone into every detail from the level designs, the mechanics, just graphically how the game looks, environments, art direction, um, characters, story, the audio design, the soundtrack, oh my God, the soundtrack is so amazing that even for us who have played this game, we can't even count how many times we know it inside out. We're still emotionally moved. I've just finished a playthrough, and I was crying by the end of it. And it's just pretty incredible. And I'm ex- extremely proud of it. The team is extremely proud of it and we can't wait to hear what you guys think once you finally play it. And I just wanna take this moment to congratulate the team that has pulled off and I will, just want to say on behalf of everyone at Naughty Dog, we want to say thank you to you guys. You know, you've been very patient waiting for this game for years with us, and you're just a few few weeks away from getting it. And a lot of you have sent us very sweet, encouraging messages along, the, along that time that have been really helpful as we make this thing. And the last thing I will say is, no matter what you've seen or heard or read, nothing compares to playing this thing from beginning to end um it's a video game you gotta play it uh and other than that i'll just say i hope you guys are doing well stay safe take care of your loved ones and we'll have a lot more for you real soon
0: awesome man all right all right all right yeah good stuff um greg we're we're both obviously very excited for the last part too
1: can't wait right
0: yeah can't wait for it uh I mean, congratulations to like naughty dog. Yeah, I, i'm sorry what oh just like congratulations to naughty dog
1: oh yeah big time congratulations on getting there i mean what a what a journey this has been for them right let alone the last week of this journey here trying to sour it or whatever but i mean actually getting it done actually getting out there like i think neil hits it on the head right of like what a emotional roller coaster it's been through the delays the indefinite delay then uh all right cool we're in quarantine but we're gonna work from home and get it done all right it's done okay it leaked now we're like geez man like these guys deserve uh all the you know applause they can get right now for actually crossing the finish line and getting it done i can't wait to play it
0: yeah Greg. Story number five uh, as we go through this this now jam-packed Roper Report. uh, The Japanese Entertainment Rating Organization, Ciro, is is, uh, resuming operations. I'm pulling this from Kazuma Hashimoto at Silicon Era, who writes, the Japanese Entertainment Rating Organization, Ciro, will resume operations on May 7th, 2020. Due to the ongoing pandemic, Ciro had been temporarily closed in response to the Japanese government's state of emergency. However, operations will be resuming in the very near future, and the organization mentioned that it will enforce improved health measures for staff. This is what Ciro had to say about the the temporary closure. Quote, the organization had temporarily been closed due to the government's declaration of a state of emergency regarding COVID-19 and at the request of the governor of Tokyo to refrain from going outside. Business will resume on May 7th. We apologize for any concerns or worries. End quote. Uh, additionally, Ciro mentioned that it will continue, or it is currently planning to introduce uh, telework or a system to remote uh, to work remotely for its employees. On top of this, uh, it will also be going av- uh, It will also going to be going to avoid. Um, hold on. It will also be going to avoid working at peak times uh, for employees that will need to come into the office. Ciro or the. Com- Consumer Entertainment Suppliers Associations, Computer Entertainment Rating Organization had announced the suspension of operations on April 7, 2020. The office as a whole has been closed during this whole this uh this period of time. This nonprofit nonprofit organization is essentially the Japanese equivalent to the ESRB. This is meant to uh this has meant that assigning the ratings of upcoming releases has not been possible due to the temporary closure of the upcoming or of the office and uh could could have resulted in game delays. Uh this is something we talked about I, I guess in April, yeah, or yeah, earlier uh, about how they closed and and you know we talked about all the different cogs in the machine uh, of how games are made and and come out um and with the whole pandemic situation, you know like one cog you know getting messed up, right this uh zero being closed down could have effects on games coming out uh in the near near future and in the the far future also, and so you know it looks like they're they're getting back to business um which i guess is good news i'm not too sure about what the state of the pandemic is in tokyo to to know like whether or not like
1: it's under control are,
0: <laughs> yeah it's under control or not and so i'm assume, i'm assuming this is good news i'm assuming that they're not opening as things are still dire fuck it
1: let's um, go <laughs> we, 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 people need rating
0: <laughs> and so good stuff yeah uh And then our last story, story number six. Evo is canceled and is moving to an online event. This comes from Evo's Twitter. Uh, They tweeted out a message from our team. Due to COVID-19, we are sadly canceling Evo 2020 at Mandalay Bay and refunding all purchased tickets. But to keep the spirit of Evo alive, we're bringing the the event online this summer. More information coming soon. The health and well-being of our community is our highest priority. We hope everyone stays safe during this time, the Evo team. Uh, And so this is an interesting one. Um, because it, it's not interesting in, 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 the, in terms of you know, all a bunch of different gaming events have been getting canceled as we reported on the show, especially events that are that were scheduled for like August ish. What makes this interesting is that they're moving online for a fighting game tournament. And if leg, you play fighting leg. games, leg. It, you know that online play isn't necessarily ideal. And so, I think the question here is like, how are they like, how is this going to go? Is this going to make more fighting games have to improve their net code and, and really account for people playing online in a, in a professional um, setting i'm curious on how this goes i'm going to be there watching because i think this is at, at the very least you know it's gonna be a fun watch to see like people it's, be, it's something you have to try to, to adapt <laughs> yeah exactly Greg, have you ever, like, followed Evo or, like, watched anything Evo-related?
1: I've talked about it here. I'm, You know, I kind of treat Evo like I treat UFC, where when I see the Twitter flipping out about something, I'll go find the 10-second video of them, why they're flipping out. Like, oh, that was cool. But I don't have, like, I, you know, I have no skill, obviously, in fighting games, but I do, you know, obviously commend the skills of everybody who's great at them or whatever. It's just not my bad to watch them. But when there's, like, a good, you know, drama of, like, some nine-year-old girl beating the world champ like that one time or when there was that one guy who blocked a million things and it was like, like oh yeah street fighter the i so i get hit I, in the I, face with a crab too i think i watched that
0: <laughs> oh yeah that i don't oh, think Hungry box got hit in the head of the crab yeah i know i know exactly <laughs> what what you're what you're what it's about. not
1: funny but it was funny at the time
0: <laughs> uh yeah i what was that
1: kevin it's him laughing he's laughing at Oh, he was laughing. Uh, I I was
0: hoping to go to Evo for the first time this year. I've never been to Evo, oh. but I've watched I've watched uh certain Evo events in the past. Like I won't like watch the full stream cuz I don't care about every single fighting game, but for the games I care about, I'll I'll stay I'll uh tune in for. It. And so like last year, I watched the the Tekken tournament, which was fantastic. Um and then I also watched the, the some of the Smash one. Um but yeah, it's all it's always a joy to watch. Like even if you have like a a casual enjoyment of fighting games, like they, they do a great job of breaking down exactly like, what's going on. And I think fighting games are just easy to follow in terms of, of what's happening. Um, and so, yeah, that's Evo. Greg, That's Evo. I'm, I'm very excited to see how they tackle doing an online Evo this year. Me too. But that event is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look?
1: You'd look at the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday
0: do yeah before i get to out today i want to tell you about our sponsor of course uh you can you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode kind of Kinda funny games daily is brought to you by manscaped flowers are blooming the grass is growing and it's time to mow your lawn thanks to our sponsor manscaped you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently i am talking about ball trimmers manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice after all it's time for some spring cleaning of course if you watch the show you know that i love to use manscaped uh they i'll tell you one thing right it keeps me smooth eggs Greg, smooth X. <laughs> <eggs.
1: laughs>
0: Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. Uh, they have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Precision engineer tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit Comes with the essential lawnmower, 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer features a-, a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscape's advanced skin-safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll fu- you'll also find the Manscape prop- Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's uh, it's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial, so your ball stops sticking to your leg. I love Manscaped uh-huh. so much. Uh-huh. And as our treat, you'll find the Crop Reviver, which will keep your ball smelling fresh, just like spring flowers. Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade re- uh, refill for your lawnmower, lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, that's a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code uh, GAMES20 at manscaped.com. Uh, do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMES20. That's GAMES20 the number 20, at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Mayscape.com and use the code GAMES20. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Out today, we got Taimumari Pleat Edition for PS4, Gem Master for PC, Morhun Cart for PC and Mac, Phase Worm for PC and Mac, Rune 2, the Lazarus Update 1.1 is now available. And of course, the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order update is now available that adds new combat challenges, battle grid, and more. And then some new dates for you. Uh, next generation souls like Moonray comes to early access on July second, and then Vader Immortal, uh, a Star Wars VR series, is coming to PSVR this summer. Uh, yeah, deal of the day,
1: you big Cap Dog. You you play Vader Immortal, right? I have not. Oh really? Yeah. I did. Episode I one. On I did episode one on Quest. I liked that a lot. Oh. I'm excited so, to try
0: it. I'm also excited to try it because this is giving me my chance uh deal of the day for you nasi rojas writes in and says uh deal of the day pat upon two remastered is 50 percent off on the ps store so look Hell forward to yeah. that the playstation store pat upon two remastered
1: do the right thing that, people. for seven dollars and 49 cents you can do the right thing and get out there and support pat upon remastered maybe you'll get your stupid local rocos if you do that all right
0: now it's time for reader mail i'm looking at i'm looking at the reader mail i'm trying to figure out which one i want to talk about
1: greg yeah we've been we've been we've been yakking and jawing a lot today
0: yeah hmm. greg do you want to talk about the xbox showcase that's happening later this week or do you want to talk about uh lord of the ring golem
1: oh my god jesus let's do xbox <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh jacob bowen writes in and says hey greg and bless long time listener first time writing in With Xbox having their gameplay showcase Thursday, do you think there will be any surprise reveals and or release date reveal? Also, do you think we'll get much on Assassin's Creed Valhalla or just a simple trailer as Ubisoft will probably have their own event? Stay safe, wash your hands, and stay home. Jacob.
1: I definitely think you're going to get surprises. I think that, I mean, obviously not knowing too much about it, it kind of guarantees that, right? We know that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be there. I think you're gonna get a decent amount of Assassin's Creed there for sure. I definitely think that you know Ubisoft with a game's as with a game as big as Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft generally not afraid to show it at multiple things. So I think you'll get your first taste of gameplay here what and what that'll be i don't know because i don't even understand really the inside xbox how this is going to look how they're going to frame the whole thing of Mm -hmm. course we'll be live watching it with you twitch.tv slash kind of funny games thursday morning um but i think you've got a healthy dose of all there before they do do their own event and show more there but i don't think it'll just be a trailer i think this will be actually gameplay uh but i'm expecting i'm not expecting again remember this is all third-party stuff so it's going to be you know your ea's your ubisoft stuff like that stuff that's coming to other you see that push square headline they did the other day that was like playstation 5 yeah. games it really states to be revealed at xbox event, like it's gonna be that kind of thing so i don't think it, i don't want anybody getting their hopes too high but i definitely think you're gonna be surprised blessing do you agree yeah i think there'll be surprises
0: like as far as the assassin's creed stuff i'm pretty sure they said that you'll see gameplay did, i kind of yeah, i expect I like that as well. probably like a three minute gameplay trailer and then at the ubisoft at their e3 uh digital event i assume that's where you'll get like the big trailer blowout um that's what i imagine but yeah as far as like what we'll see this thursday at the xbox event yeah i like i expect you'll see stuff that we've seen before you know like assassin's creed i think you'll probably see cyberpunk i imagine yeah um and a few other things that we've probably seen before but i I imagine there'll be like at least a couple of like oh snap here are some new next gen titles that we weren't expecting agreed now it's time to squad up uh alex price writes in and says uh i'm a kind of funny best friend and i'm looking for fellow co- uh, kind of funny best friends to help me survive the hunt i live in the uk but can be found on at all sorts of times uh alex's psn username is pure chaos 72 that's pure chaos with a capital p capital e capital c and a capital s 72 uh, and he just says he wants KFBFs to to help him survive the hunt which you know can mean many things i assume he's talking about bloodborne <laughs> but he could also be talking about the hunt showdown and so i i i don't know but if I'm you like play I it, just put it in games, there you're like
1: people can figure it out
0: people can figure it out uh what the hunt is but i assume that's bloodborne now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong where you can tell us what we got wrong as we get it wrong and let's see what you guys have for us today. the nail bobs. The,
1: the hunt game we talked about before you think it's you think it's
0: it could be it could be hunt showdown, but I feel like if you're just saying the hunt, because like the hunt is a thing in Bloodborne.
1: Okay, but it, I feel it, like you uppercase it, like he's uppercasing
0: it. The, I, well, the hunt is kind of like I think, I'm pretty sure you would think of it as like an event, right? In Bloodborne, okay. like you know it's called like the hunt, and like there are the, the hunters that that are that come out for the hunt. But it could also be hunt showdown, or it could be some other game that we're not thinking of.
1: Well, here's what here's what I want you to know is I'm over here and I'm on his PSN profile.
0: Okay. And oh, so you went I'm just, deep.
1: I, I'm here to get the answers for you. You know what I mean? And he does not have the Hunt Showdown trophies in his top section of, like, most recent trophies. So, which would lead me to think he's probably playing Bloodborne and has been playing a long time. You know what I mean? Like, because you know how it ranks your trophies based on the most recent trophy you got. Yeah. His most recent trophy is Star Wars Battlefront 2.
0: Robbie Robb writes in a year on and says the Hunt could also be predator, sh- uh, predator Hunting Grounds.
1: He's clearly not cool enough for that. All right. Do you see that in his about, trophies anymore? Are, are we going to? Are we going to? Are we going to go get some Yarnums? Are we going to go fight some people in Yarnum? That's what he's saying. Dork. <laughs> Nailballed in Bloodborne trophies either.
0: I mean, does he does he have Predator Showdown or Predator Showdown, no. Predator Hunting Grounds trophies?
1: I don't see that either. Huh. Let me give a Maybe let let me see, see, see it. if I can refresh his profile. See if that gets me something good here. Because it's possible that nobody's, like, you know, refreshed it for Keep going. I'm sorry. Do your thing. Do your show. Uh
0: you say. just says, Boba Fett sounds like space fried shrimp r- restaurant. <laughs> so there you go.
1: <laughs> it does. It does sound like that.
0: Let's see here. Somebody wrote in some breaking news that we'll probably tackle tomorrow. Fair. Uh... Yeah, multiple people are, ta- are talking about the... Um, Marty Stratton posted some things about, I guess, the Doom soundtrack stuff that we've talked about recently on PSLW. And so that'll be something that we will likely talk about tomorrow. There's more developments in that. More developments in that, yeah.
1: Oh, um, oh, 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 dear. You got What's that? Oh my God, everybody. So I put in. I, I made the mistake. Everybody, I'm sorry. Of just thinking that everybody's life is like mine, where people check my PSN profile all day long, so I never have to update it. I updated uh, the profile here for our squad up, Pure Chaos S 72 or Pure Chaos seventy two. And ladies and gentlemen, his most recent trophies are in Predator Hunting Grounds. He oh. also won that fucking Predator. Get out there and help him, everybody.
0: Get out there, play some Predator Hunting Grounds with Pure Chaos seventy two. We're doing a stream um. tomorrow. I'll forget. And yeah, I think that's it for your... Timmy Buddy wrote in and says Ubisoft did confirm actual next-gen gameplay uh, for the Xbox event this week. So there Great. you go. Great. And yeah, that's it for wrong. This week's hosts go like this. On Tuesday, it's me and Emron. On Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary Whatever. for Witta Wednesday. For Thursday, it's me and Tim. And then for Friday, it's me and Greg. Back at it again with the white vans. Of course, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash so kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.